Coming up is part one of a two-part, longer version of the Serious Soft Skills podcast. My co-host, Bob Graham, will be interviewing Neil Woodson, who's just released a new book. Welcome to Serious Soft Skills, where we help you unleash the power of soft skills. Here are your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. Take it away, guys. Neil Woodson has devoted himself to a career of customer service and leadership training and excellence. His book, The Uncomplicated Coach, How a Busy Manager Learned to Lead Differently and Find Success, explores a new way to look at leading people. I'll let Bob and Neil explain it. Take it away, guys. Yes, Toby, that is right. I am with Neil Woodson, and I'm real excited to talk to Neil again. Uh, If you remember, I don't remember which episodes. I should have looked it up, Toby, but I didn't. Maybe you already said it. I hope so. But Neil was on for two episodes. We talked about a lot of really important issues, and we got a lot of great feedback. I am really excited to say that Neil has finished his book. Uh, Toby and I saw an early version of this. We actually talked to him about this along the way. And I got to say, his book is far more impressive and more useful than what I saw in the first draft. He's really brought the whole issue of leadership versus management to the fore. He's really addressed some things. We were talking before and we're actually thinking there are some ways that we could use this book with some of our clients, which is something I wasn't expecting. But that's how great this book is. So, Neil, with that, why don't you give us the like thumbnail sketch of why you wrote the book and what you're hoping to do with it. Really, Bob, it was it was kind of three things came to mind for me. One, we're in a world where a lot of people just hate their jobs. I mean, according to Gallup, 85% of employees worldwide hate their jobs. They don't dislike their jobs. They hate them. And I, and I don't know if you've seen this. You, you get up on a Monday morning and you see people dragging off to work. And it's as if they're you know, loading up the paddy wagon to go off to prison. <laughs> and then on Friday, you see people coming home. And it's like the last day of school before summer. And that has always bothered me. That you know, People are going off to work. They're working eight hours a day, 40 hours a week or more. It's something they just they hate. They hate going there. They don't want to be there. On top of that, we've got leaders, uh, managers, who really don't know how to lead. They don't know, they've been taught for eons that the only way to do things is command and control, command and control, command and control. And or not taught. At or all. not taught. And they, just, that's what they experience. Right. So it's the perpetuation of the bad manager of everything they've had decade in the past. after decade. Exactly. Yes. And the and the end game of all that is that customers take the brunt of all of it. Customers get the brunt of, okay, here's unhappy employee. And so they're indifferent towards me because they really don't care. And that's what I get. And then I also have to deal with these processes and systems that have been set up by Mr. Command and Control. So all in all, it's just a bad place. And we're all stuck in it. We all contribute or are part of this, whether we're actually contributing to it or just having to deal with it. So I wrote the book mainly because I was thinking about I'm a, if I'm a manager, and I know that there's got to be a better way, and I know my employees are coming in here and they're not happy, what can I do? How can I make a change? And maybe just make a change in the style of my, of my management and, and learn more about really leading instead of managing. And so I guess that, you know, if you were to ask, who did you write this for? It's for those folks. 
It's for those folks that know I can do something different. I can do something better. I can make this a better place for my employees. I just don't know exactly how. And I've, I've built a, a system, if you will, that it's really simple. It's really, really simple. It's, it's simple to learn and it's simple to do. But my experience has been that the people that have used it have come back to me and said, I learned so much about my operation. I learned more from my own employees than I ever thought they knew. And that is really a cool thing. So we're devaluing the opportunity we have with employees to really take their insights and apply it to our business situation. Not only devaluing, we're totally missing the opportunity. Think about who knows more about your customers than the person who talks to them every single day? Who knows more about the systems and processes in your organization than the person who has to deal with them all the time? So who better to go to and say, okay, we have a problem with our customers with regard to whatever. Those people are going to be able to tell you, well, here's why. They hate this system. Or we, have a, we, we struggle with this, and therefore it... it, it causes more, takes more time to deliver X. How you, you may never learn that unless you talk to those folks. Does that disempower the role of the leader or manager if they're taking more suggestions? Because I think one of the things we learn early on in life is when you get to be the leader in first grade, mm -hmm. that means you get to tell everyone what to do and you get to wear the safety badge and you get to be really important and you're supposed to be the expert. You're suggesting that that's not really leadership, if I understand correctly, that leadership is something different. What are you saying leadership really is? I think leadership has to do with modeling what you want the rest of the, what, what you want everybody else to do, what you want, what, what your expectation is. In other words, if, if, for example, I have a vision of a world where we are, are friendlier to each other, then the only way that I lead and I gain followers is to be friendly. I have to be what I expect of others. So I think for a leader, if you want an environment where you want your employees to listen to customers, for example, then you have to listen. If you want uh, an environment where ideas are shared, you have to share ideas, but you have to be willing to listen to others the ideas of others. So I don't think that leadership is necessarily being the one who's out front with the flag and stakes the claim. I think a leader can be the person in the back who's cheering on everybody else. And that can be great leadership. Does the leader have to be the defined leader or could an employee be a leader if they're doing what you suggest? I absolutely believe that. And I believe that you know, you believe which? Because I gave you two. I, I'm sorry. Scenarios. I believe that yes, yes, anybody can be a leader. Okay. In fact, I talk about in the book something called team of leaders, and what I mean by that is typically we we built our structures around a leader and followers, and from for time you know for, from time immemorial we have built structures around you have a thinker and you have a whole bunch of doers. Well. The world's changed. The landscape has changed. 
Um, we're better educated now. Some might, might say no, but I, we are better educated now. We are, things are moving at a pace that's incredible. The speed of communication, the speed of information is incredible. Uh, customers, for example, will come into your place of business and they don't want to wait for a manager. When I was a kid, you could go into a store and you said, well, the manager will be here tomorrow. And your mom would turn around and say, okay, we'll come back tomorrow. <laughs> Nobody will do that today. Nobody will do that in any way. They want answers and I want them now. And, and I need it to come from you. You're right in front of me. Well, the thinker doer model just won't work. We need people who are equipped, who are empowered to be able to make decisions, who can provide information, who can talk intelligently about things, who have ideas and have thoughts. Uh, I believe we can create environments where uh, leaders come to the fore whenever their talents and skills and knowledge are the right talents and skills or knowledge for the moment. And yes, we can still have authoritative leaders, people who have, okay, you're the manager, in title. But in any team, you can have someone who, that person, even though they're not the manager, they know way more about this than I do. I need you to come up and lead right now. That suggests a lot of potential change in the workplace in terms of who an organization would hire. You're talking about a much higher uh, uh, skill set for a potential customer service person. Is that reasonable to even anticipate in the current economic client, climate that we're in where there isn't a lot of unemployment, good people are getting snatched up, and so typically customer service is not the, you know, most people are trying to get out of customer service. That's where you start at the big company and you work your way up. You're actually suggesting to me that customer service might be a great place to go and build a career. Am I reading it right? I'm going to suggest you two things. One, we've had it backwards forever. We put these people, we, we, we've decided that we're going to put the lowest paid, least knowledgeable person in front of our customers. Does that make sense? Is that the person you want representing the organization and representing your product, representing your your your, your thought leadership or whatever it is, is that who you really want in front of the customer? But that's how we've set things up. So I think that's been wrong from the get-go. Second, I don't believe in a customer service department. I believe that the, the sole purpose for business in the first place is serving. That's the only reason a business exists. Name a business that isn't in the business of helping people do something. That's what every business does. So every business is in the service business. So why isn't everybody in your business equipped to, to, to work with a customer? Okay. And we see examples of that. I'm thinking of the Apple Genius Bar in an Apple store. I was just in one. And they have great customer service. Whoever you talk to is empowered to solve your issue. And if you need a refund, it's not, let me get the manager. It's boom, I can do it. And I think of Starbucks as another great example where you can actually, if you don't like what you got served, no questions asked, boom, fix it, so sorry. And I think of Southwest Airlines as another company that really gets the idea of, hey, the customer 
we've got to work with the customer and we're going to do it. And I know you come from an industry of hospitality and there are some great examples at some of the hotel chains that we see where I've been blown away sometimes with, you know, I left a um, bag of my um, sport coat and ties and it was shipped to me, unbeknownst to me. It arrived the next day. I got home late in the evening, realized it was missing, called the hotel the next morning, and the hotel said, oh, we shipped that yesterday. We realized it was yours. It's on its way. It'll be here by 10 a.m. We hope that's not too late. I've told that story to probably 50 people, and it's not one of the cheaper hotels, but it's certainly the hotel that I can leave something and feel like they got my back. And it's the hotel you're going to go back to. Correct. And I think that's where... You know, but it's funny because we think of so many, we've commoditized so many things, right? We've gone to the Amazon model, which is I order it now and it comes to my house by a disembodied person in a van by 6 p.m. or 8 p.m. tonight. And there's no customer service interaction with Amazon. And most of us are buying more and more stuff with Amazon. So it, it sort of goes against your model that we've commoditize so many things. Does that make what you're suggesting more or less important to you? And what happens the minute the whatever you ordered breaks? Now you got to talk to somebody. Now you're now you're dealing with a human. Find a human in Amazon. But I think but I I, th- I <laughs> find a book on that. But I think yeah, there's a book. But I think that the the more and more we become mechanized. Mm-hmm. And the more we have AI and all those things think at the same time the more and more we're going to want to be humanized i think we're going to we're going to miss the fact that there's a human and i the and more and more i see people who say man i'm i'm so tired of dealing with punch this button do this thing i want to talk to a person and the people that we want to talk to today they need to be smarter they need to be quicker they need to be able and empowered to do things and so, yes, my, the model that I'm proposing, I think it does fit the new world. And I think what we're going to see is companies that are not, you know, it's not an operations department, a service department. It's going to be, no, we're all in service. We all have to serve our customers. You may walk out and there's a customer standing in front of you. You're going to have to talk to that customer. You're going to have to work with them. Because guess what? That operations job you had is now being run by a machine. Okay. So now that human-to-human interaction is going to be a much bigger thing. Why don't we leave it there, Neil, Neil, for this week, and we'll come back next week, and I want to talk about your model and how we can apply it. Sound good? Sounds great, Bob. Thank you so much. Wow. So much to take in from that interview. Thanks, guys. If you're looking to grab a copy of Neil Woodson's new book, The Uncomplicated Coach, How a Busy Manager Learned to Lead Differently and Find Success, visit Amazon where you can find it for Kindle or in print. Discover more about this topic and schedule your 15-minute discovery call at BreakthroughSolutions.co. Get free help overcoming that vexing business situation or that lingering work frustration. Or maybe you are ready to reinvent yourself or your company and need help getting started. Just go to BreakthroughSolutions.co. That's BreakthroughSolutions.co. And take the very first step, setting up a free 15-minute discovery call. Do it now.